once you create something, right? Once you're in your DAW, you create it. Once you write the song, you record it. Technically, you own it. You are the copyright owner, but going through copyright.gov um, allows you to register that copyright. So in the event of a lawsuit, it just gives you a little more solid evidence that you actually own it. And there's a, you know, there's something that you can physically trace back to. Um, to that ownership yo what's good this is clint your host on the music is my business podcast the podcast where you can gain insight and learn proven strategies to build and monetize your music career if you want your questions answered live join me on youtube at clint music on wednesdays at 12 p.m eastern time and let's chop it up now let's dig into this week's episode so Khalil, Khalil hitting us with the first question tonight not tonight it's like noon what am i talking about anyways the question is how do i copyright created instrumental tracks let's go to copyright.gov um it can kind of get confusing depending on what you're trying to do i have a detailed course on how to copyright music on my website uh just go to shop.clintproductions.com um and there's a course it's a video course where i share my screen and i literally walk you through copywriting music and a couple different ways you can do it um so yeah if you want like detailed information on that uh because it's it's easier to show you than like to explain because it's not the most in, intuitive thing to do on the website um but yeah just go that's where you do it at copyright.gov and um yeah to get you it'll get you right Appreciate you uh, coming through, Khalil. Kashina, what's good? Singer, songwriter, producer from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Glad to be here with you today. I'm glad you're here with me today. How about that? Uh, I'm just starting out creating on my doll. That's what's up. Get that work in. East Bowen Beats, North Dakota in the house. That's what's up, man. Welcome. Corvell from Cali. What's up? Charles Jefferson. Jefferson. Listen, I tell y'all every time and in advance, I, I butcher names. So I apologize in advance. Charles said, should I master my beats before submitting them for TV and film stuff? Absolutely, man. Mix and master. Um, before you send out, you want to make like your first impression the best impression you want your stuff to be mixed be mastered um have that volume out because you don't want to miss out on an opportunity just because your dope track was perceived as lower quality because the volume was low and you know the mix and everything wasn't good so yeah definitely make sure everything is mixed and mastered uh, before sending it out appreciate the question charles um kai said you mean register for copyright exactly you're once you create something right once you're in your DAW, you create it once you write the song you record it technically you own it you are the copyright owner but going through copyright.gov um, allows you to register that copyright so in the event of a lawsuit it just gives you a little more solid evidence that you actually own it and there's a you know there's something that you can physically trace back to um to that ownership of course you know 
there's sessions and timestamps on that stuff too that can help aid in that um but yeah that that's it's you registering something that you already own technically just to clarify that uplifted productions in the building what's up yo what's up john chez welcome to the live stream the question is do i have to register a song with a pro before sending it out to a music library uh no usually they do it for you um i always tell people like make sure y'all ask just to be sure make sure they register those tracks on your behalf because usually what happens is they'll go in since they're technically the publisher they'll register it with you as a writer them as the publisher sometimes they retitle it or put like a little abbreviation at the beginning of the track and then that's it that's usually how it goes down so don't stress out if it's not already registered with the pro usually those uh those music libraries they'll they'll take care of that for you good question man I have to cough and I'm waiting for it to come out. So that's why I was like silent for like a like two minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Eastbound Beats question. I know there is a format for sync music, but I have a bunch of beats made for artists. Can I still submit those beats or should I rearrange them into more of a television format? Um if you're if you're trying to submit them as instrumentals you'll definitely want to rearrange them uh for that that tv format i personally had to do that too when i when i first got started they asked me for a bunch of beats it was just like yo these joints are way too long um it was like we only need them to be you know a couple minutes max so i went in and tweaked some things and um yeah and then just resubmitted them so yeah i'll definitely recommend formatting those unless you're going to get an artist on them if you're going to have somebody write to them and then you're going to like pitch full songs then you may be able to get get away with it um but yeah if it's just instrumentals alone i definitely recommend reformatting those joints um shout out to everybody that's coming in as you guys come in just let me know where you're from what you do and um welcome to the room or the lot i keep saying room y'all like i've been on clubhouse a lot Is this different than exporting stems with the mastering done for the whole mix? Or do you tweak and master each stem? Um, that's another good question. So this is what I do, right? When I'm sending, uh, so say I'm creating stems, like say I got a drum and bus mix or stem for a like TV brief or whatever. Um, so I send the full version, that's gonna be mixed and mastered. And then I send that drum and bass version, which unless they say they want it unmastered, that's gonna be mastered as well. So what I do is like, I'm just bouncing everything out um, from the same session. So I mix and master everything. So it's, it's easy for me um, 
So I can just go through and mute whatever tracks I don't want in the stem that I'm creating and then I'll just bounce it out. So it's gonna have that same mix and master consistent on every stem that I send. And that's, uh, yeah, that's how I do it. So usually, yeah, all the stems are gonna be mastered. Um, it's just, it's all gonna be mastered. Sometimes a company will ask me like to send unmastered stems and then they have their people go and master it. Um, so it just depends on who you're working with and what they're asking for at the end of the day. Good question, Aaron. We got Malcolm from Tampa. What's up, man? JC, what's good? I'm registered under my old stage name on BMI. How do I change that? Or should I just continue to register under the old entity? Um, mm, that's a good question. You might want to reach out to somebody at BMI. Um, yeah, reach out to BMI and be like, yo, this is the situation. And then they should be able to help you. you should, they should be able to change it. Um, worst case scenario, you just create a new BMI account. Um, and just register everything but i would try and just change it first and see if that's the the easier route to go appreciate you coming through jc Corvell, what's up? How can you get back in good relationship with with a library because I'm not having communication for a couple of months so just move on? Um, that depends on how, I guess how the relationship ended. Like, did it end on a bad note or you just haven't heard from them in a while? If you haven't heard from them in a while, then just reach back out with like some new music. Be like, hey, this is what I've been working on. Wanted to share it with you guys. Let me know um, if you need anything specific or whatever. Just reach out with some some more work. Excuse me. Here we go with the live burps and whatnot. Um, yeah. If it, if it ended in, you know what I'm saying? If it was nothing like, if there was like no dispute or something negative, um, yeah, man, just reach back out. Rekindle that flame. Get that work. Appreciate it. Appreciate you coming through. Everybody that's coming in the room, man, let me know where y'all from. David, what's up? No doubt, man. Shout out to everybody, uh... Everybody on my, my email list, man. I appreciate y'all for coming through. Justin, I've recently started producing with Logic Pro. Logic Gang is in the building. Shout out to Logic. Um, I don't know how to mix and master yet. Is it something I can learn quickly or is it trustworthy to outsource? So I know for me personally, it took... 
man, it took some years to get good at mixing and mastering. Take, I mean, you gotta go through a bunch of trash mixes at the end of the day. Like, you just gotta mix, mix, keep practicing, and um, eventually you'll get better. Keep watching tutorials and videos and courses on mixing, and then eventually you'll get better. You kind of know what sounds good, what doesn't sound good. It took me, I wanna say, a solid five years to get solid at it to where, you know, I trust my ears um and, and kind of know what i want stuff to sound like you can outsource of course um if it's not your strong suit if you have no desire to learn how to mix whatsoever it's up to you i recommend doing it because you add more value to yourself as a producer um you can you can monetize that skill you know like i i mix and mastered projects that I have nothing to do with um, sometimes, and that's a, it's another stream of income. So you can do that. Um, also, if you ever get like in the the music licensing side of things, you add value because now you can turn over projects even quicker because you mix and master your own stuff. You have all the sessions right there. You can make a quick edit, bounce it out, send it off immediately. Versus outsourcing waiting for that person to be available waiting for them to get the files back to you and then you have to send the files so it just takes more time so um i recommend every producer at least learn how to mix and master uh at least get the basics down to get your stuff sound solid sounding solid um but yeah it's up to you but it's not i wouldn't expect to like I mean, I don't know. I mean, you may be a super lightning fast learner. Like, I don't know. It may it may take you quicker than it took me. Um, if you want to learn how to do it, just learn how to do it and then just trust the process and let it take however long it's going to take. Good question, though. Jermaine from Houston, what's up? Benny from Minnesota, what's good? John is from Boston. Man, y'all all over the place. David from LA, that's what's up. We got Harlem. Uh, DJ Spence, I don't know, I don't know what Soundtrap is. What is Soundtrap? Let's look it up. Is it uh oh so it looks like it's kind of like a doll like online you can just make music yeah i never i never heard of it. this is my first time hearing about it so yeah i mean i don't i don't feel any type of way about it i've never used it but it looks pretty cool Modi from Cali, what's good, bro? Um, how to work with major producers without having to sign a label. And also, how do I get my music to hit the ears of well-known artists? Um, so, 
it's a uh, man it's so it's, it's a bunch of different ways you can go about it um networking doing contests uh you don't necessarily have to be signed to work with major producers but honestly most of the situations that you'll get into working with a major producer they'll probably uh they'll probably want to sign you to some extent um especially if you're working under them it's it's going to be some type of exchange and value there especially if you don't you know you don't have any credit you don't have anything they're probably gonna want some some it's gonna be some type of publishing joint um so that's that's just what it is but i don't know i guess my question would be why why do you want to work with major producers or major artists like what's like what's your goal in that you know what i'm saying because it's like if you want to work with a major producer just to get to a major artist uh, why not just try and go the route of getting to a major artist? <clears throat> you know, it's, it's a lot of different ways to kind of navigate this business, depending on what your what your goals are, what you're trying to do. I know me personally, like I would I would take part in like contests and stuff. Um, like one of my first major placements came through coming in second place in a contest. Like I didn't even win the contest, but just because I participated and you know they liked the track. And ended up turning into a relationship and then that relationship led to a conversation of um that happened with another uh another artist working on the album and then i got pulled into that situation and then that led to other situations so you know you never know where where it can come from so i just say just work on getting your music out there um get in front of as many people as possible through whatever contests social media um, and just build relationships from there and then build, you know, build with artists that are around you at your level and then come up together. You know what I'm saying? Like create a sound with with other local artists, get your chops up and, um, you know, just kind of create your own movement, man. So hopefully that helps. Kendrick, what's up? I appreciate the birthday wishes, man. My birthday was uh, the 22nd, man. So, yeah, yeah. Your boy is 34, I think. Do you only do hip-hop cues or do you do any other ones? For example, Tension, Americ Americano, Light Tension. Yeah, yeah, I do like Tension cues, Tension hip-hop, um, ambient stuff. I've done like some childish, mischievous kind of music before. Um, I've done some uh, gospel Christian music. Um, man, like a little the R and B pop stuff. Uh, yeah, man, like a little bit. Not everything, but you know stuff that I can listen to and kind of replicate. So yeah, definitely. Zamira, what's good? No doubt. 
do. We always have to give up our masters for catalog spots. Um, no. I mean, it depends. I guess every deal is different. Usually, uh, I mean, usually you still own the you still own the master. Uh, like for a for a sync placement or something like that, you should still own the master and the copyright. Um, a lot of times, you're just you're giving them uh, the rights to exploit that that master, that copyright, and and publish it and um and license it but you should still be be the owner of it if you're signing like a a a record deal or something then that's different a lot of times you know if it's a record deal or like a major label deal then yeah they're gonna the label's gonna own the masters just depending on the deal Let's see. Shout out to everybody coming in, man. Let me know where y'all from. Yeah, man, I try I try and drop a few gems here and there. Help the people out. What's up, Jay? Thanks for coming through. When I submit my music to music libraries, is it okay to use an Apple Music link? I don't have website server, but my music is through CD Baby Online. Um, I would say no, uh, because so like if it's like an Apple Music link, right? And I think Apple, I think they only allow you to have like a preview of the of the song. And then they only get to hear like a little bit and you know that could be a tease right they want to hear the full thing um you know so i recommend using i mean you can use like a free service like box.com and just upload uh you know some mp3s in a folder and then send them the link to that folder and then they can stream it from box or they can download it um sometimes they'll they'll take a track they may be in the middle of a project when they open up your email um and may want to audition that joint to a scene that they're working on currently so you want to make it easy like easy and accessible i don't think apple music um an apple music link or something like that i don't think that's going to be the the best move um as it'll be kind of limiting like if they don't have a, a apple music subscription or you know if they have to pay 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 for the song just to be able to listen to the whole song um it might not might not work to your your advantage so that's what i recommend jay Young Mills, what's good? Um, my problem is the streams aren't coming like they should, and I do promo what is left. So it sounds like you're an you're an artist. Are you an artist, Young Mills? Um, 
Yeah, yeah, you're an artist. I see. I see you mentioned it in the comments. So yeah, man. So listen, man. You got to get creative. Like if you just depending on streams alone, like bro, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a struggle because them joints, hey man, they they don't pay a whole lot, and uh, it takes a lot for it to even be significant, right? So um, you got to come up with a game plan. You got to come up with a marketing and and branding uh, plan to where um, you're communicating and you're building some some super fans right like do you have an email list like are you giving something away valuable to your your fans or possible fans do you know what what your fans like where they hang out you know what i'm saying like you got to go find those places where people who who would like your music are hanging out and find a way to give them value find a way to captivate them um and stand out to where you can get them to sign up to an email list then you start building some merch start doing some live streams some live shows showcasing your talent your music um something man you gotta you gotta you gotta get creative and figure out some ways um to get people on that list create other other streams that can complement what you're trying to do come up with creative ways to launch and release your music tell your stories like whatever you know what i mean so that's just a, a couple ideas, but yeah, man, it, it, it's all gonna boil down to just coming up with a good marketing plan um, to get yourself in, in front of more people and make an impression to where you can, you can start building a following and then start building other things that can bring in income for you as an artist. Uh, so yeah, man, hopefully, uh, hopefully that gives you a little, a little bit of perspective and something to, to research and work on. And then like music licensing, you you should be trying to look into that too, just as a as an artist, man. Like that's a great opportunity to get, get your music in, in front of a, a lot of different people. Do you have a mentorship program? Um, I don't. I've been getting questions about that. And I've been thinking about it. I don't. But I do do one-on-one -on -one consultations. Uh, if you ever want to sit down with me one-on-one, -on -one, chop it up. Um, that includes three song or beat critiques. And just give you that personal one-on-one -on -one advice and, and attention, video call, and all that stuff. Just have one... Um, not too long ago and um yeah man they're, they're super dope an hour long and i'm an open book you know what i mean drama in utah what's up justin in miami chris from arkansas what's up dynasty on the mix what's up bro i recognize dynasty on the mix from the gram we got Texas in the building. Another good question. If you guys are enjoying this, man, hit get give me one of those, those thumbs ups, those thumbs ups. Like the video, share it. Um 
I'm gonna be dropping gems on here for like the next 30 minutes, so get your people in here. Uh, do music libraries shy away from samples, loops, or is it okay to submit beat songs with samples, like from Splice? Um, libraries, they do shy away from the samples. Um, Cause it, it's just a, it's a headache, man, to get to get stuff cleared or wondering if stuff will clear. And yeah, man, it, it can be a headache. Um, so yeah, man, I'm, I'm real, uh, for TV and film stuff, I just don't use samples at all. I don't even use them from Splice um, because of that. I just don't want, you know, I don't want, I don't want the headaches of, uh, and the publishers don't either. Um, so yeah, I just stay away from them and it just makes life easy. It's a good question. Um, I think that I mean I think that's a fair price. It it all comes down to what you feel um, is worth it for you. What's you know what are I mean if if you don't hear people say you're too expensive sometimes, then you might be priced too low. That's an indicator. Depends on demand. If you're getting a lot of requests for mixes um, and you having a hard time keeping up probably time to bump up that price because the demand is so high you can only i mean shoot you only one dude like you can only mix once one record at a time so uh yeah just use those things as indicators um but i think like 150 to mix 50 to master that's definitely fair um my mixing prices are there's they're like around they were around there i think i raised them recently but yeah they was like around the, the same so yeah no that's definitely fair how can i create an email list um you can uh that's on youtube you can youtube that uh yeah just youtube how to create an email list there's a bunch of services out there um i use mailchimp personally um but there's yeah there's other services but yeah man all that all that stuff is on on youtube um super searchable check that out and then figure out what you can what you can give what you think would help your potential followers or fans and um you know figure out creative ways to kind of reel them in with that and, and sign them up on the list you give me your email, I'll give you something that, that helps you. That's how that, that works. What's up, Tiny from Colorado? IMF 410, what's good? Um, how many months does it normally take someone to get something moving? Really great question. Takes about 15 years and then you'll be on your way. <laughs> no, seriously. I want y'all to be realistic, right? Like, it's not, it's not gonna happen overnight. Like, you're not gonna get 
I'm not I'm not gonna say that because you may be one of those rare people. I mess around and say that and then you land a commercial tomorrow. But normally it's not gonna happen overnight. Like it's a process. The first the first phase is getting your music together, getting the playlist together, figuring out your game plan, what kind of music you're gonna send, getting the metadata together, getting uh, files formatted correctly and all that stuff, right? It takes time. Um, so you have to do that. Then you move to the submission phase um, where you're just spending time focusing on reaching out to people. That takes time. Like for me, I did it for like 30 days straight, just reaching out to people every day, sending emails, submitting through websites, um, phone calls, like whatever. Like I just spent a month doing that. And then once that happened, you kind of go into the phase of just like reviewing deals and, and, you know, hopping on calls with different companies and things like that. So then you get to the part to where you have some deals under your belt um, and you're signed to some some music libraries and then you start creating music and sending it out to them. So now you're just in that creation phase where you just banging out tracks, banging out tracks, sending them doing the same thing over and over again. Um, from that point, there's no telling when something will actually land. It's different for everybody. Sometimes it's quicker, sometimes it takes longer. Um, for me, I got, I, from when, from when I started the process of trying to get 10 placements in a year, I think it took me, um, it took me a little bit over a year to kind of get 10 placements. And mind you, that was, that was kind of i had some relationships already um but that was you know that kind of gave me a little bit of head start but it's a process man so once you actually get something in a library depending on how active they are and it could be i don't know man it could be like a year year and a half before you actually see a placement and sometimes you don't even know like you may get a placement a couple months later but you won't know because they usually don't tell you and then you gotta wait for your royalty check to come around which takes like six to nine months after the tv show submits the cue sheet to bmi csac or ascap so it just takes a while um and that's just like you know what i'm saying it's just for the like the first one but the key is like you can't you can't um you can't like create three beats reach out to a couple people send those three beats off and then you'd be like okay i'm done i'm gonna just wait till i get a placement and then you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot because then you're gonna wait you may get the placement but now since you stopped working after that initial submission now you got to start that process all over again whereas if you keep working keep submitting keep creating keep sending keep submitting and it's going over and over again now stuff is starting to stack on top of each other and then you look up and it's like yo you getting placements like every month every every week every day you know like different shows from stuff you submitted you know back last year sometimes it's still getting played on new shows because it's already in the catalog so that's the that's the key really it's just to keep going like don't create something sitting waiting then expect something magical to happen so hopefully that that helps give you some some perspective
Sheldon Springs. Uh, nah, man, you made it. You made it. I just I play. I'm a musician, so it's it's easier for me to just kind of create. I just create everything myself, melodies and chords and all that stuff. Good question. What's up, Thomas Jeffrey, man? I produce a lot of instrumentals that I think uh, would be perfect licensing. How do I get them in the right format? And how do I find the right libraries for my music? Good question. So I answer all of these in, um, in my course, Road to 10 Placements. Um, and I also have like a, it's a video course on how to structure music for TV and film. But I'm going to share you guys, I'm going to share with you guys um, how to find libraries that that work well with what you do, because um, there's no there's no one size fits all approach to this. Right. So the key is obviously knowing what you do best. Right. Whatever style of music you do best, um, take that genre and when you're searching for music libraries look for libraries that have that produce or not produce but um, publish a lot of that style of music um, so when you're doing your search if you're on google you search in music libraries you throw that keyword or that genre um, behind music libraries or or before music libraries and just search and see what they're placing a lot of go through their catalog um, you know, narrowed down by genre. See if they have a lot of that. Um, and it's <clears throat> it's two ways to approach this, right? Like if you find a, a library that has what you do, um, and they place a lot of what you do, that's dope. Then you just give them more of what they already love to do and pitch and place. If they don't have a lot of what you do, on the flip side, you could reach out to them and be like, "Yo, I notice you don't have a lot of these kind of tracks." Um, and and offer to do like a production album for them or like do some of those tracks for them because they may be trying to build up their library to where they have more of what you do so that's another way you can kind of be like a go-to guy um, for a library is just by offering them something that they don't have a lot of that they need especially if it's a genre that gets used a lot in tv and film so that's that's like a huge gem like don't tell nobody i told y'all this but but that um that's a secret to where you can kind of be um you can be a go-to and, and really build a good relationship uh, with the library that way but yeah just uh this is the link to the free six-step guide it lists out the process if you want just a brief overview of the process if you want to dig deeper you'll have the option to get the course as well um once you get that that free guide and the course is pretty much my blueprint of what i did to get my first 10 tv placements um so yeah it's super super do for helpful if you want to uh if you want to see what that that process is like uh, so let's see who else we got in here today.
Tiny, what are some good habits you've created to become more efficient with your creating time? That's good, man. Uh, throwing this phone out the window. This joint is a distraction right here. Um, so getting that out of my view so I don't see it. If I see a notification or email, like I, it's, it's hard to get off track, especially if you're getting an email from like a, a client or something like that. You want to respond. You want to help them out. But um, sometimes you just got to focus. You got to lock in. It's like, yo, this time is set aside for creating. So some things that I have in place, um, I have designated days where I'm just creating. Right. So Monday through Friday is usually my like my production days. This week has been super whack and weird. So I haven't been creating a lot, been handling a lot of um, like business stuff or Monday I took off because it was my birthday, but, um, so yeah, so like Monday through Wednesday, I'm creating, um, Thursday, Friday is more so content creation stuff. And I, I create a list. Like I sit down in the morning and I create a list of what I want to get done. Um, and my goal is to knock off those important things, um, by the end of my work day. And that, that keeps me focused and I just check it off as I get it done. Um, some other tasks that may keep me from being creative or that just takes me more time to do, I delegate to my assistant and let her do stuff that just takes me too long to do. Um, so that helps a lot to where it's like, I mean, I can't do everything, right? Like I can't sit here create the content, edit the video, then like upload the video and type type out everything and then upload files. So like I, I got to the point where I was spending so much time doing the admin stuff on music licensing, like uploading files, doing metadata, filling out spreadsheets that like I wasn't creating. Um, so I had to change that. Um, so that's that's what I do. That was the solution to that is just getting, getting another set of hands to, to help out with some of the non-creative stuff. What's up, creative man? Appreciate you coming through, bro. M. Grig, what's up? If you're getting 10 placements a year, what does that look like in terms of money? What's the range? Man just 10 10 is nothing 10 is 10 will get you 10 will get you a few hundred dollars um maybe it just depends um but 10 is not a lot like 10 won't change your life uh it takes it takes a lot to get uh but and then it depends like i there's no range like everybody wants a range or a number there is none like it can be pennies to hundreds and thousands right because you get you got upfront fees um sometimes you can get an upfront fee fee sometimes you don't for a sink so that ranges in itself and then the royalties depends on how long the joint was played what channel it played on what time of day it played on uh how much ownership you have in the track so if there's multiple writers that cuts it down um so yeah like there's no 
it's no range man it's zero to thousands i guess like to get to i don't know man it, it's just because you can get you make you can get 10 placements on like nbc or abc or something and the royalties would would be great um but then you can get 10 placements on oprah oprah winfrey's network and make three dollars like like it's that's how crazy it is so it just depends but then you got networks like mtv and vh1 where they replay over and over and over again so then those 10 placements can turn into 100 placements real real quick because you get paid every time they air um so yeah sorry i can't it's just just no there's no set number man this is it's all over the place What's up, Sleep On Me Music, a.k.a. Brett Colby. Thank you, man. I appreciate you coming through. So if anybody's new in here, let me know where you're from. And what you do. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate the the birthday wishes. Uh, Horse said, "Is it is it more worthwhile to try and reach out to supervisors directly or to focus on submitting the libraries instead?" I, I say try and do both if you can. It's gonna be harder to get in touch with a, a music suit. They have relationships established, and they're super busy people. Um, so it's it's going it's always gonna be easier to uh, to get in touch with a library. I always recommend, especially if you're starting out. I recommend going the library route because you got first you got to get your you, you got to get familiar with the process. And I think the libraries do a really good job in helping you get familiar with what's needed and how things are presented versus going in cold with a music suit and have like no idea. And they like, yo, this person's mad green like they have no idea what's going on. And then they may not want to work with you because they're they're trying to move super duper fast. And they like they don't have time to sit and like teach you some of the basic things that you should know in, in music licensing. So always I always say the library route is easiest to go, um, especially if you're getting started. It gives you that uh, gives you that experience and it allows you to leverage the relationship that they already have in place with with music supervisors. I appreciate the question, Horace. That was a good one. Remy, I appreciate that. From Jersey. Mad love, man. Hopefully you guys are uh, safe out there. I know y'all was getting smacked with the with the blizzards and the winter storms and all that stuff. What's up, Master G? Mad Science Beats from Denver. What's up? Wes Laylock from Canada. What's up, Wes? Georgia, educator and artist. What's up, uh, Cyril? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Kendrick, good question. Yes, I have. Um... 
it's uh it's a lot of work a lot of extra work um so i just have to I have to make sure everything is in place uh so that so that i'm still being because i i'm at the point where like i still like to create right and i don't want to just do it's a lot of admin stuff that goes along with that so um when i do you know I, it's just making sure everything is organized the way um i would like so i can still be creative man Bay Area Cali's here. What do you think about Music Bed? Good library to pursue? Yes, Music Bed is legit, man. I have some stuff with them, I think. I need to reach out to them, and it's been a while uh, since I sent them something. Like, they were one of the, they were one of the first companies I reached out when I started, um, when I started this. But yeah, I've been hearing good things. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have to reach out, connect with them. Thanks for reminding me about them. But yeah, it's a good it's a good library to check out for sure. Shout out to everybody coming in, man. Let me know where y'all from, what y'all do, whatever questions y'all have. I'm an open book for like the next seven minutes. Uh so yeah just hopped on here man to share some gems if you are liking the information be sure to like this video and share it with your with your people tiny is back with another great question what do you think is the biggest reason producers fall off sync licensing impatience that's the number one reason producers fall off in sync licensing because listen like it's this period that you go through um when you try and get into licensing where it's just whack like you have to <laughs> you have to go through making a bunch of tracks well first reaching making a bunch of tracks reaching out to people right you're doing all this work on the front end and you don't even know if your stuff is getting placed like you don't even know like nobody i had man i reached out to so many companies i can count like it was one company that reached out and told me i had a placement on the kardashians there's one out of all the companies that I reached out to, everybody else, man, I was waiting for uh, for royalty checks. But you do a lot of work on the front end. You don't see most cases. You don't see money up front, um, and you don't know if stuff is getting placed. And then by the time you realize something is is getting placed. Uh, it's been shoot about a year and a half or so and then you're like oh okay like stuff is starting to land and then you kind of pick up momentum but if you can work through that like initial phase of like not seeing anything or knowing if stuff is working um you can you'll be okay but it's just uh it's just working through that and a lot of people quit after that it's just like yo like 
it ain't working. Um, so I think that's the biggest one. And I think another one is uh um I think another one is just stopping like well, it kind of ties into it but just stopping too soon like only only sending like 10 tracks and then stopping and just waiting you know what i mean and it's, that's a big mistake so just don't wait just like keep keep going don't think about it that's a really good question Yeah, and it's like, and that's how you have to think about it. Like, it's a long-term play. Like, anything royalty-wise, um, it's just a long-term play, man. Like, you're you're investing, um, you know, the time that you're putting in for something that can pay you for the rest of your life. Like, until you're dead. Like, you'd be dead and still getting royalties. You know what I'm saying? Like, your kids would be getting your royalties from a beat you made one time. That's the beautiful part about it. You just have to keep that in mind, like you're you're creating something and you're building it for to get paid passively for years to come. So if you keep going, um, eventually you'll see you'll see the return and it just starts to work for you. I mean, it's just like stocks, like you don't buy a stock and then expect that joint to shoot up unless you day trade. But you don't expect that joint to like shoot up a whole lot um but if you're getting something like long terms you're gonna buy and hold it um over time you'll realize uh you'll realize the return on that investment but you just got to be patient this right here is a gem it's not a question it's a gem should always have several other ways to get money like don't rely on just on royalties to be the only uh the only stream of income you gotta you gotta get creative and figure out other ways because and another thing is like royalties um they go up and down like one month i could see one month i can see thousands or not month because you get paid quarterly but one quarter i can see thousands another quarter that joint can dip down to the hundreds um and then it can just go up and down so especially starting out like man that joint fluctuates like a mug um so yeah like until you start getting a good amount of music out there um you just you just never know what that what that royalty check is gonna look like you can't depend on just that um so you gotta definitely gotta create um multiple streams and do multiple things and like just sit and think of like everything you know how to do and figure out a way to monetize that joint um because it's valuable to somebody and it's somebody that don't know how to do what you know how to do and would gladly pay you for it um it's just up to you to figure out what that is so yeah that's a uh, shout out to uplifted productions on that. that's that's super facts yeah tiny tiny always coming with some dope questions i'm telling y'all 
Um, all right, y'all. This is going to be the last question right here. And it goes to One Man Band TV. Shout out to you. Is it best to remove our songs from the library after the term or of agreement ends or keep them in the library? That's up to you, honestly. I can't make that decision for you. Um, it, it depends. But for the most part, I usually just keep them in there. Um, unless unless I have like a bunch of music with a library and like something happened to where it's like, ah, y'all ain't doing nothing. I'm about to take all of this and move it over here. Um, unless it's something like that, I usually just leave it there, especially if they're getting placements. Like if they're consistently getting placements for me, I'm going to just leave it there and just let it I'm gonna milk that cow. Like, man, they, hey, just keep working. If they working for you, they working for me. That's my take on it. So yeah, um, man, y'all y'all come with the heat every week. So I appreciate it, y'all. If y'all like this information, man, like the video. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe so you get notified and you know every time I'm live. Um, I'll be dropping a new video uh, Friday, so you guys can check that out. Um, just some talking about some tech stuff, man. Some logic stuff from my team, Logic and just some some things that i'm expecting uh in march so if you want to figure out what that is man tune in to that video on friday and uh man i appreciate the support y'all man y'all super dope um again if you want that, that free six step guide that's the link to grab that um to get the process on, on what it looks like to get started in tv and film and um yeah man y'all be easy be safe and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Music Is My Business podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, be sure to do so now so you can know every time I drop a new episode. If you found the information helpful, please be sure to rate and review the podcast so we can get this dope info out to more music entrepreneurs like you. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, if you want to learn more about how to get your music placed in TV and film, visit ClintProductions.com today to download my free six-step guide to TV placements. These are the steps I took to land my first 10 TV placements in a little over a year. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.